It's a pleasure to be back on Freight Waves. This is Ben Gordon with Cambridge Capital, and it's my privilege to have the opportunity to talk with my longtime friend and newly minted partner, operating partner here at Cambridge Capital, Isa Alsala. So this is an opportunity for us to talk about what's new and exciting in logistics and technology and to share our thoughts as to what we're seeing and doing and what, what we're fired up about. So first of all, Isa, great to join you and have an opportunity to chat together on, on Freight Waves. You, you and I have had a 16-year journey dating back to those fateful early days in Kuwait when you were building agility from its, its humble roots as a small one-country company into what is today a $5 billion public uh, uh, powerhouse across over 100 countries. So um, I guess maybe a good place to start is, is uh, let's talk about your journey. What, first of all, what, what led you to agility? And second of all, uh, what were some of the high points? Ben, it's great, great to see you, uh, and uh, thank you for the opportunity to have this conversation with you and to be a, a partner with you at, at Cambridge Capital. Um, I'm looking forward to the next 22-year uh, journey uh, that to, you know to embark on with you. Um, so, basically, uh, how do I explain 22 years in, in, in a few minutes? Right? Um, you know, it's it's been a, an opportunity of a lifetime that uh, since the day I joined uh, Agility uh, 22 years ago where, you know, it happened by chance. I was uh, visiting uh, my, my uh, Agility at the time, and uh, they had just taken over uh, the company. And uh, by coincidence, I was showing uh, some friends around the, around the, uh, the business. Um, and by luck, I was offered an opportunity there, and I took it, took it uh, immediately because, uh, first of all, I had no clue what logistics was all about. So I, I said, this is a great uh, uh, opportunity to get out of my comfort zone and, and do something new. Um, but the, the journey the journey has been an incredible, 22, exhilarating. As you can imagine, there's lot, been lots of ups and downs. But uh, overall, the, the results is taking a company uh, from one country operation, $150 million of revenue, basically, to a $5 billion business uh, uh, with a global network operating on a single platform, so it's it's been an exciting journey. Uh, and you know, I get asked a lot of questions. One of the key questions is, is you know, how, how do you do it? How did you do it? And it's always a great question, but it's hard to boil down into very simple terms. But I guess if I were to attempt to do that, I'd probably boil it down to, to probably three things, right? Uh, finding a great team uh, to work with um, that have an agile mindset. Um, a focus uh, on what I would say, number number two is a focus on the what you want to do and the how you want to do it and how to go about doing it. Um, uh, and what does that mean? In the what, you make your choices on what markets, uh, services, products, solutions. And the how is kind of the values, the culture, the, the disciplines, the execution, the rhythms and rigor that I like to talk about. Uh, and finally, what do you need to be successful is a little bit of luck also uh, along the way. Um, so I look forward to the next journey, as I said, uh, with you, uh, Ben, and, and pursuing uh, uh, and helping create great, you know, and investing in great new companies. Great. Isa, thank you for, for sharing your story. So naturally, uh, a logical question to ask. You're a young guy, even though you're older than me. And uh, you've got lots of opportunity in your next chapter. So what made you decide to make the move from agility to Cambridge? 
Well, uh, you know, as you know, Ben, you and I go uh, go back a long, long time, 16, 16 plus years, I think. Um, and it's been an incredible, and you've been an incredible part of that. Our journey as Agility helped us form the foundation uh, uh, to which we expanded the business, right, through the M&A strategy that we put in place together. Um, and I think that's, that, that's, that, that's a, that partnership or that relationship is a key part of uh, partnering up with you again. Um, but I think also in, in that sense, uh, as I said, it's probably, you know, be, as part of being successful, you want to work with great people. And that's one of the things I, uh, I like about Cambridge Capital and the great team that you assembled and the track record that you have. So that's, that's a big part of, uh, joining, but also importantly for me as, uh, as I look to the next phase of my, my, my interest, right. Is I want to support, work in supporting, uh, companies uh, to grow and develop and expand and be successful. Uh, and there's nothing like uh, the journey to success, right, with all the ups and downs along the way. And maybe I, on that note, Ben, maybe I could ask you a question, right? Uh, what, what are some of the things that you're seeing? Uh, what are some of the key trends in, uh, in our industry from, from a, a capital perspective, from a principal perspective? Sure. You know, it's funny, when, when you and I first met 16 years ago and you were building Agility and I was building our investment bank, BGSA, totally different world in supply chain. First of all, a lot of people didn't even know what the word supply chain meant. Uh, and if you think about it, I remember it was, it was controversial because CLM changed its name from the Council of Logistics Management to CSCMP, Council of Supply Chain Management Professionals. And the reaction a lot of people said was, why and what does that mean? <laughs> and if you think about it, now everybody knows what supply chain means. Supply chain has become the lingua franca or, or, or even you know, the heartbeat for the world economy. And it's amazing how in the first two months of COVID, we saw a, uh, a growth rate that was the equivalent of two years of history of growth in penetration of e-commerce fulfillment and logistics, meaning the growth opportunities have just absolutely exploded. So uh, it, of course, has been a horrible six months of dealing with the pandemic in terms of the loss of life and tragedy, but it's been a tremendous catalyst for growth when it comes to supply chain. So for me, uh, one huge theme that we see as, as investors at Cambridge Capital is the growth in e-commerce and the logistics opportunities that that engenders. And that has several offshoots. One is last mile. And We've been fortunate to invest in some great last mile companies. Grand Junction five years ago, which was really e-commerce um, uh, enabled logistics to handle the last mile for retailers. Walmart, Target, Home Depot, of course, uh, you know, the, the team at Target ended up buying Grand Junction because they were so excited about it. Bring, the e-commerce and last mile powerhouse that's continued to ramp up that we've been fortunate to invest over $20 million into over the course of their growth. And they've doubled or more than doubled every year for the last four years, again, because they're helping people compete um, in terms of the supply chains that, that e-commerce enables. Uh, e-commerce fulfillment, another great opportunity. Um, automation, automation throughout the supply chain. We've, of course, invested in Green Screens, the company that is helping to automate uh, parts of the brokerage process and using dynamic pricing to help companies do a better job on a predictive basis of of, of uh, uh, generating rating engines. Um, so I think this intersection of technology and logistics is really exciting. And it's the sort of trend that's been there for a long time. I mean, we've seen it for really over 20 years. 
but the acceleration in the last six months has been uh, has, has really been unbelievable. And so I think for us at Cambridge, as folks that like to invest in growth uh, in outstanding companies in protected areas of supply chain, there there is a lot to do. We've closed on three deals, as you know, in, in the last four months, and hopefully we'll continue to grow at that pace. So that's that's what I'm excited about. How about you? What 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 are you excited about? And and <laughs> You obviously see the same opportunity. Um, what other themes or areas uh, seem seem exciting to you? I mean, you you touched upon some very important considerations, and and uh, given my experience uh, uh, over the years, as companies in our space, you know, in order for them to remain relevant, right, uh, and ha- and and. and Sustain themselves over the over the years. They need to absolutely uh, drive uh, continuous improvement and innovation. Uh, and, and the examples you gave are, are really uh, interesting examples of innovation and uh, um, continuous improvement and development of their of, of the of how to deliver on the supply chain, right? Uh, whether it's last mile or, or automation, or um, in some cases maybe there's some consolidation activities, right? So. Um, all these themes and trends that you, you talked about, it plus I'm sure there's a couple more, uh, were what what I had to live through over the past 22 years. Uh, and in order to do that, you have to put the team, as we talked about, you have to drive the routines and the routines and rhythms and rigors of the business and execute, while also investing in the future. Um, and that's why I'm excited to be part of this journey now, where I can uh, really focus on a variety of companies where we can look and look to and invest in, whether it's last mile, whether it is, uh, you know, as we like to talk about, uh, you know, what are some of the the big trend in technology in terms of automation, uh, improving connectivity, uh, innovating in the supply chain and helping improve uh, decision making, right? And, 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 And driving data into the supply chain. These are some of the things that I think I'm excited to look at. Uh, and there's a tremendous amount of talent and, and, and people out there who are creating, right? Uh, great, great, great ideas, looking to create great businesses. And I think this is where Cambridge Capital and people like uh, you know people like us, what we can do is drive the right resources in terms of capital and experience uh, and networks uh, to support them in their journey. And that's that's what excites me. And this is uh, a, a great natural step. Uh, uh, from running a business, uh, a $5 billion business, to now helping uh, the, the, the next 10, 5, 10, $100 billion business grow. Uh, companies become the next 5, 10, 20, $100 billion businesses. That's exciting. You know, Issa, you've been an investor for all your life, right? I mean, think of it, your, your adult life. Uh, look at in the last 22 years, all the companies you acquired, you know, big ones like Geo Logistics. Uh, and then, you know, smaller ones, TransLink and TransOceanic and various other investments along the way. What's different uh, now investing as a private equity investor as opposed to a corporate? That's a great question. Um, I think the end goal is, is the same um, in terms of we need to create value. Um, as, a, as a kind of a strategic player uh, like, like Agility, right, you're looking to create value by building, uh, hiring the right people, uh, investing in the technology and, and integrating it into your day, daily routines. Uh, but I, I, what I'm excited about is in a, in a PE side, right, 
uh, uh, we're looking to make these companies invest in some of these companies to help them do the same things, right? But it, we're coming at it from an investor, uh, but an investor who's focused on the supply chain, right? Uh, so our experience, and, and I think, Ben, uh, you could talk about some of your experiences in, in starting up your own companies in the past uh, that led you to this journey. So you, you have that same experience in, in starting and, and building companies. Uh, um, so that, 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 that's, that, that's exciting, I find. Uh, and, and, and of all the companies we've looked at so far, right, it's, uh, uh, there's so much energy that gets created when we're talking about the same, the same language and we're, we're finding ways to support them to, to grow and be... And, and be uh, much larger and much more exciting uh, businesses. But on that point, Ben, like you mentioned great ideas that you've invested in, uh, like Bring or um, uh, like like Bring and other other companies. Um, beyond the, the technology that they provide or the idea they have, what else do you look for in, in a company uh, before putting money into them? So we're all about the founder. I mean, and I, I would say that my DNA and our firm's DNA, it, it all starts with being a founder, right? So, so when I started my first company 21 years ago, Threeplex, which today you would call a, a SaaS TMS, um, you know, I had the privilege of getting to work with lots of major investors, Morgan Stanley, Goldman Sachs, Bank Boston Ventures, um, CNF, which uh, became Conway, which became XPO. Um, but what I found was there were very few professional investors that really, A, understood supply chain, and B, really were there to help us as the founders and as the management team. And I think the number one thing that we look for at Cambridge is great founders, outstanding management teams, whom we can back and help them in support of their vision. Um, I've had meetings with, with companies where the founders said to me, what's your vision? And my view is, <laughs> it's not my place. Uh, I could have an opinion and a reaction, but you know, ultimately the founder of the company is the one who, whose vision is what matters, right? Now we could agree or disagree with it. We could say, hey, that's a great vision, but, but it's not for us, um, but it's gotta be there. So, so I think number one, it's great, passionate, talented founders who love what they're doing, have a clear point of view, are open, uh, coachable, willing to admit when one direction isn't working to pivot, but, but fundamentally it's founder first. We don't think the founder's great, the deal isn't gonna be for us. If we do think the founder's great, then the second question is, is he or she going after a big problem? Uh, you could be a fantastic founder, but if the market you're targeting is too small, you know, we want to be a part of supporting what businesses that could be billion dollar businesses and the niche is too tiny. It's just it's not possible. So you might as well go for a big problem in a big market. And then third is, is there a deal that makes sense? Right. And because maybe it's a fantastic founder, maybe it's a big market, but maybe they don't really need capital or maybe all they care about is valuation. They don't care at all about the, the help and the value add, in which case. They should just go run an auction and talk to a thousand people and, you know, the highest nickel wins. What we look for are really situations where there's a deal that makes sense and a partner that wants us to be their partner, because we're generally not buying 100 percent. We're buying anywhere from 20 to 80 percent. And therefore, we're going to be working together. So if you're going to be working together, A, you've got to like each other. B, the foundation has got to be 
win-win. Um, and see, both, both sides have to uh, see that there's something to gain above and beyond just money. So to me, those are the big three. Great founder, big, big market and problem, and a, and a deal that makes sense. And if I look at the opportunities that, that we've been most successful with, you know, I mean, Bring's a great example. Grand Junction's a great example. One of our first investments nine years ago was XPO. And Brad Jacobs came to us and, you know, this sounds crazy because now everybody knows Brad Jacobs. But, you know, 10 years ago in supply chain, you know, Brad Jacobs was not someone that many people knew. But Brad said to me, hey, I built four companies to over a billion in different industries. And my next move is going to be in logistics. I hear you guys might be able to help. <laughs> and and we were, uh, you know, it's good to be smart and it's better to be lucky, right? So we were we were lucky enough to be in that position and and smart enough to to say yes. <laughs> and then and then you know we spent the time. We knew that Brad was a winner and that was obvious. Um, the the market opportunity was a big one because he was trying to consolidate truck brokerage and of course that expanded beyond that. But that. You know, truck brokerage, you know, $200 billion market opportunity. Um, and then, you know, in terms of a deal, look, it was it, it was uh, backing, you know, it, with a small amount. I mean, Brad put in most of the money in his deal. So, so uh, you know, fundamentally, I, maybe maybe piggybacking is a better word than, than, than backing. But, you know, it was co-investing uh, in support of a fantastic CEO, a fantastic strategy, uh, where we knew there was going to be an opportunity to build something bigger. And, you know, look, in hindsight, that $10 million EBITDA company that Brad bought, which is now a $16 billion value public company, you know, amazing success. But, but it really started with those principles. And, you know, for, for every one deal that we've done, there have been over 100 that we haven't done. So, you know, saying no a lot to say yes in those very selective situations has been a big part of our strategy. So Ben, I mean, any particular areas you're focused on to find the next the next uh, XPO for you? The next XPO. Well, there may never be a next XPO, but but we hope there will be. But but our hope for the next XPO, I think it, it starts with the same three principles of a you know an outstanding founder, big market, a deal that makes sense, and then and then there are some themes that that we look for in terms of the businesses. So businesses where there's a huge uh, tailwind, growth, uh, uh, long-term growth that you can see. Um, trends like e-commerce and the last mile logistics, e-commerce fulfillment, automation, whether it's in the warehouse uh, or outside, consolidation, still a very fragmented industry. Top 50 companies in logistics represent not much more than 50% of the total market. Compare that to banking uh, and finance, where the top eight control 90%. So, uh, so consolidation remains a winning theme cross-border trade and the automation of that cross-border, uh, of course, was, that was a big opportunity for agility. Uh, and, and it remains a big opportunity, I think, for uh, for us to, to, to look at, at new platforms. And, and finally, um, you know, I think uh, it, picking your spots and, and stage is important. We really tried to focus on growth capital and buyouts because we want to be in a situation where we're writing checks that are big enough uh, so that if we do all the work that that we we tend to do, you know, that it's worth it. And those are you know ten to fifty million or more you know equity checks. So we're really not doing early stage venture, but you know growth and buyouts. And and that brings me to the last part, which is leveraging the operating depth. So our team, 
with with operating partners who build major companies uh, bring something that's different from what your average venture capital or private equity firm has. And and Issa, you're a fantastic example of that, the $5 billion business that you yourself have built. So let me, let me turn it around and ask you that. So uh, when you look at the kinds of companies that, that we see, where do you think are the kinds of areas where, where you can help more than just with money? Where, where are some of those strategic and operational levers that you can help founders pull to unlock more growth? No, absolutely. I mean, I think, um, I mean, that's that's the experience that, that we you know you gain over time. But and I think what what, what where we I think we can help uh, companies is and and and, and entrepreneurs who are founders of comp- great companies, right? Is um, kind of the strategic focus uh, of the business, uh, right? Sometimes uh, as an entrepreneur, you want to do everything at the same time, but the strategic focus that they can do. Uh, help them with the, building a, a great team that they usually do and usually have in place and help them to scale up that business. Um, and, you know, the, over, the, over the years, right, we, you, you support, we're able to support these companies with the networks that we have uh, for, uh, to, to, to connect them to the right uh, customer opportunities, the right uh, uh, infrastructure to support their growth. Um, but it's always a dialogue, right? I think that's also important for us to to understand is that we, when we go in there, we're we're also listening to some of their pain points and see how we can help them in in, in addressing their pain points. I think that's an important principle. It's never about uh, telling people what to do. Uh, it, it is a partnership, and this is what I liked about Cambridge Capital: uh, the fact that we look at things as, as a partner, not not necessarily as a uh, as somebody that's coming in there to to change things. Uh, otherwise, we wouldn't have invested, right? Uh, we're looking to help them and 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 and, and strengthen their tailwinds uh, to accelerate their growth uh, through financial resources, through experience and uh, networks that we have, but also to understand their pain points and help them uh, address those pain points to 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 become great companies of the future in, in our space. So that's and that's exciting, uh, and I find that uh, exciting, and I'm looking forward to this. Uh, this journey with you and the team that, that, that you've assembled. Uh, and one of the things I, I, I kind of appreciate uh, uh, as we built at Agility is the fact that at Cambridge Capital, there is agility, right? Uh, and I think that's an important uh, essence uh, for success. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that part. Um, and uh, so that's, that's, that's a key point uh, for me. So, Isa, one of the topics that we should talk about is geography. We've talked with lots and lots of great supply chain technology companies, and most of them have global ambitions. Uh, you sit in Europe, uh, which makes sense, given that you moved there uh, after you acquired the, the geologistics business and, and of course, uh, built this global network, and Switzerland was, was a hub, so it made sense to, to move there. Um, how does being in Europe help technology companies? And when you see companies... Uh, how do you help them expand into new markets? Well, I mean, that's that's the great partnership that we're going to have uh, with, with, together, right? Um, the ability to be here in Europe allows us to, uh, and the experience that we gain, you know, we have here in Europe is um, understanding the markets, the priorities, uh, understanding uh, the pain points here in Europe, but not only Europe, Europe, Middle East, uh, Asia, these are all experience uh, kind of areas we've, built and, and ran and, and, and operated companies there. So 
uh, that's the exciting part, uh, is, is providing this geographic uh, breadth that we can bring to bear for, for our, uh, our partner companies or companies that we will be investing in. So I'm looking forward to that uh, aspect. Great, me too. Well, I, I know we're out of time. Isa, great, great to have this dialogue. I, I hope the audience enjoyed it as well. I, I think it's really unique to have somebody as operationally talented and successful as you making the move to the deal side in a way that gives smaller companies the opportunity to get a, a, a little bit of the, uh, the magic that helped make agility great and hopefully the the, uh, the, the magic that, that uh, we at Cambridge will be able to contribute to supporting outstanding companies in the supply chain and, and technology world. So thank you and look forward to continuing the discussion and, and to our, our friends and audience at FreightWaves. Thank you. And, and if you have any questions, you're certainly welcome to reach out to Isa or me at cambridgecapital.com. Thank you. Thank you.